Hello and welcome to Fine Wine, where I discuss media that may or may not have aged like, well, fine wine and wine about it. I am the ghost that hides in the candy bowls that have the hands that makes the hand grab the hands reaching in to take the candy. Um, and I have new episodes coming out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Now, today is the start of a very special um, lead up to Halloween where I'm going to be doing, um, where I'm going to be talking about films that are either spooky or Halloween based or that take place on the day of good old Halloween. And so, this episode, what other film am I discussing than the 1944 black comedy Arsenic and Old Lace? Um, this film starred Cary Grant, um, Raymond Massey, Peter Lore, Priscilla Lane, Jack Carson, Josephine Hull, and Jean Adair. Um, now, also, the film costed about like million to make and it made like 4 million and something dollars in the box office so it was like pretty good um plus it was a Capra film so it was like pretty pretty lush um now the reason why this is a Halloween special episode is because this film takes place on Halloween um And it's supposed to be, like, two little old lady witches that aren't actually witches, but that are assumed to be witches. But then they're not really because, um, you know, witches don't exist. Duh. But, um, Miss Josephine Hull and Jean Adair, um, they played their same characters, um, the Brewster sisters on... Broadway, um, so they're just, like, reprising their roles, like, good for them, um, same with, um, the guy that plays Teddy, um, John Alexander, um, also, something that's really crazy about this is that the original guy that they wanted to play, um, Mortimer, our main guy, they wanted Bob Hope to play him, um, why? Now, I've seen a couple of Bob Hope films and like sure he he he's an actor and he acts um but I don't know I'm just not a big fan of his so very glad that I actually ended up having um Cary Grant in this because um we also get to see a different sort of side of Cary Grant like we get to see him in a comedic role rather than mm, like a serious romance role Um, and honestly, right now I need a little bit of comedy because I just cried for a bit because I read a really sad book. Um, so talking about this good old black comedy film, um, and yeah, let's start talking about it. Um, so we have the Brewster family, um, not to be confused with the Brewster from Animal Crossing, 
Um, he might have stole his name from them, though. Brewster, the Brewster family, they live in New York, New York, in Brooklyn, New York. Um, and they are descendants from the people that came over on the Mayflower. Um, it's not really important. It's not an important thing, but builds up their hmm, sort of like image, I guess. Builds up some background on who the Brewster sisters and the Brewster brothers are. Um, so we start off and we are in like a little marriage certificate place. What do you call those? Like mm, notary office? Um, so we have Cary Grant playing Mortimer Brewster. And Mortimer, he is at this notary office with his um, fiance, and they are waiting to get um, wed. And Mr. Mortimer, he is sort of like looking sus. He's wearing like a big coat. He's hiding his face because um, he's he doesn't want to be seen because his like the way that he's made all of his dough it was from writing books that are like. I think he wrote a book called, like, The Bachelor's Bible, um, where it's like, you're never getting married because marriage is a scam. You know, very that type of thinking. Um, so him getting married, it, like, completely goes against everything that he's written. Um, so, yeah, I would understand why you'd want to hide your face with that, because that's sort of embarrassing, you know? Being such a hypocrite. Like, Jesus put yourself in a box or something if you're going to be such a hypocrite like that. <laughs> that was bad. I'm sorry. Um, but Mr. Mortimer, he gets up to the front of the line with his fiance, soon to be wife, and they're asking for his identification, essentially like asking his name so that they can, um, you know, do the legal paper things. Um, so he says, Mortimer Brewster, like whispers it. But the guy's like, what is it? Can you say it louder? So Mortimer is getting increasingly annoyed because the guy keeps asking him to say it over and over again because he can't hear him. But what happens is the guy behind the desk is finally like, what? Mortimer Brewster? And like yells it out. And then everybody in the wedding place, wedding place in the notary office is like, um, what? Mortimer Brewster in this wedding place? So Mortimer is mortified and he runs out of the place and he's like oh my god sorry i just can't do this right now so he goes into a phone booth pretty much kicks a guy out of the phone booth um which is pretty funny and his beau elaine she runs over to him and is like bro really um but they have like a little cute heart to heart moment and then mortimer comes around and he's like oh my god elaine i'm sorry Let's actually do this because I love you. Um, so they get back in line and Miss Elaine gets a smile from a little Asian lady, like come on representation in front of her. And she's like, oh my God, yeah, you go girl. Because um, Elaine, she's also the daughter of a minister that lives like across the street from um, Mortimer's aunts. So a minister's daughter getting married to a guy that's pretty much known as a philanderer. Hmm, not the best match that I could possibly think of. But, you know, 
adds to the comedic value, you know. Um, so we get... Oh, yeah. Also, when the Asian lady smiles at Elaine, we get a little, like, Asian dirge. Like, they have the score of the film, but then they add, like, Asian instruments and put it into a penta... in a penta scale, which is, like... Babe, we get she's Asian, but do you really have to do that? Because it's literally only for, like, not even five seconds that it happens. But they did it anyways. Um, like, wow. Okay. Um, so Mortimer and Elaine go back to Mortimer's aunt's house because, you know, they live, like, right next to each other. Um, and they're like, oh my god, um, let's just pack our bags because we're going on our honeymoon to Niagara because that's like the honeymoon spot for the 40s and 50s maybe still it is today um I don't know but I want to go to Niagara Falls hmm no uh but that's just me Niagara Falls doesn't interest me as much especially after watching Niagara which I do have an episode about if you want to watch that um unless you already have in which please continue listening my dear, dear, um, supporters, listeners, um, but Elaine and Mortimer, they're like, we're gonna go on our honeymoon, so when I whistle, like, here comes the bride, like, I can't whistle for the life of me, but you get the gist, um, she's like, if I whistle that, then I'm ready to go, and you can come out as well, So Mortimer is like, okay, yeah, let's definitely do that. So he goes in and we get introduced to our two old ladies, um, Miss Abby and Martha Brewster. Now these two old ladies, they are the highlight of the film. They're amazing. Um, Both of them run like super ditzily and super happy-like and they both are just like, perpetually aloof perpetually happy and aloof and just everything they absolutely serve um i know that they're supposed to be sisters um but it makes me a bit sad because they look nothing like each other they could be lesbians but um i think they're supposed to actually be blood related so let's not bring any of that bad juju into this um, so good old sisters, Miss, Miss Abby and Martha, um, they raised Mr. Mortimer since he was a babby because, um, his parents died, I guess, and they raised him alongside, um, his brother, Mr., um, Teddy, Teddy, um, Teddy Brewster, yeah, I don't know why I couldn't remember Brewster, um, Teddy Brewster and another guy named Jonathan Brewster. Mr. Jonathan comes in later. But Teddy, he thinks that he is Teddy Roosevelt. Um, and apparently he goes through phases where he thinks he's different um, different historical figures. And this time he has stuck with Teddy Roosevelt and has been Teddy Roosevelt for like a long time. Now, Mr. Mr. Teddy Brewster, if he wasn't like batshit insane... He would be probably the hottest one in the film, he thinks. Um, so yeah, maybe actually Elaine takes that title. Mm, yeah, I think so. But Teddy, close second. Um, 
So now these ants, once Mortimer comes inside to pack for the honeymoon, the ants are like, oh my god, did you do it? And he's like, yeah. So the ants get together and they get their little bowls of rice and start throwing the rice, like how you do at weddings. Now, ma'am, I would not recommend doing this, especially if you have old wooden floors, because that rice is going to get into the cracks and you're going to have a hell of a time trying to get it out. Um, especially the house that Miss Abby and Martha, Abby and Martha, I think, yeah, Abby and Martha live in. That rice is going to be in the floorboards for at least until the nuclear, the nuclear winter. <laughs> um, so after they throw the rice, they are like, oh my God, let's have like a little something to drink. Um, but just before Mortimer came back, um, Miss Abby and Martha were having some wine with this other dude and they poison him to death and hide his body in the window seat. <laughs> um, and Mortimer, he's like, almost drinks the poison wine, but then Martha's like, oh wait, not that one. Let me go get a different one. Um, so... Mr. Mortimer, he goes over to the window seat when the two ants are in the kitchen getting, like, a cake ready. And Mortimer, like, looks into the window seat and he's like, well, what the hell? There's a dead body in here? Um, so he, like, sits on it and, like, is like, well, what the hell? And he, like, checks on it a few times just to make sure that it's really there. So he asks um, Miss Abby and Martha why why there's a dead body in the house and why they're hiding it. But they're just so nonchalant about it. They're like, oh, yeah. Um, and I put Mr. Huskins in the window seat because Reverend Harper was coming. You knew what you'd done and didn't want Reverend Harper to see the body. Well, not at tea. That would have been... That wouldn't have been very nice. So they're like... They had a guest coming over. So they had to hide the dead body in a window seat because... It wouldn't be very nice if the reverend saw a dead body here. Um, these two ants just completely detached from reality. Like, honestly, go, queens. Um, so obviously Mortimer is like, this is bad. My ants literally killed this guy. But it gets worse because, um, turns out, Mortimer, he asked them, why are you guys, like, acting like this? And then they're like, oh, well, this is, like, our 12th our 12th body but then they argue a bit because miss abby or miss abby and miss martha argue about the number of bodies that they kill number of people that they've killed um one of them's like we've only killed 12 people but then the other one's like no we've killed 13 but then they come to con to the consensus that the first one didn't count because that guy died on accident and the rest of them they did kill so 12 plus one extra like oh my god and mr mortimer he is like what you guys have been killing all these guys but these girlies they're just like calmly discussing it and like completely bamboozling mortimer like hilarious um and then they ask mortimer why he's like freaking out and why he's acting so weird <laughs> um so when this is happening, um, Miss Elaine comes over and Mr. Mortimer, he is like, no girl, you have to get out of here. I love you, but you have to get out of here. So he like 
kisses her to shut her up and then carries her while he's kissing her and puts her out the door and shuts it. Like, that's hilarious. Um, and Mr. Teddy Brewster. So he has, like, this thing where he... So he thinks he's Teddy Roosevelt in, like, World War II. So he thinks that he's, like, doing important meetings and stuff. And he yells, charge, when he goes up the stairs. And then he also thinks he's digging the Panama Canal in the basement. Um... But when Mortimer had come across the body, he thought that Teddy was the one who had done the killing. But then Miss Abby and Martha were like, no, we did it because these guys were suffering. And, um, you know, we're just helping these old, lonely, lonely people like leave this realm. Because um, they spike the wine that they serve, which is elderberry wine with arsenic, um, you know arsenic and old lace get it because arsenic is what they use to kill the guys and then they're old ladies and they wear lace and the lace is probably from like their childhood so old lace get it arsenic and old lace oh my god isn't that hilarious (sighs) wow anyways um the way that they like got these guys got was they put up like room for rent signs to get the um victims to come over Um, and then once they poison them, they get Teddy to bury the bodies in the basement, um, when he's digging the Panama Canal, but they tell him that the guys that are dead have died of yellow fever. So that's how they get Teddy to believe it. Um, probably not like the best, probably not the best, um family dynamic, but, you know, sort of funny. Um, (laughs) well, sort of funny? Okay. So, another guy comes in because there is a room for rent sign, and Miss Abby and Martha go about their regular business doing their elderberry wine spiking with the arsenic. Um, so while this is happening, Mr. Mortimer's on the phone, like, hey, bro, like, trying to get everything sorted out, but Miss Abby and Martha, they're just going about their business when this other guy comes in and inquires about the room for rent. So they sit him down and they're like, oh, do you like wine? And the guy that sits down is like, no, not really. But then they're like, but it's elderberry wine. And he's like, what elderberry wine? I love elderberry wine. So they bring it over for him to drink. And then Mortimer still, he's just like completely out of it. Bless his soul. Um, but he comes over and says, oh my God, I really need a drink right now. So he grabs the glass, almost drinks it, but then he pauses and looks at it and goes like, ah, and like slams and like throws the glass down at the floor and is like, no. And also you, sir, you have to get out of here. Um, and still Miss Abby and Martha are like, why did you just chase him out, dude? You were, we were about to help them. Um, but while this is happening, um, we get another visit. Fr- we get a different visitor. This time it is um, Mr. Jonathan Brewster who arrives with um, his plastic surgeon because Mr. Jonathan is like a criminal that has also killed a bunch of people. And he's like on the run from the law. So he does plastic surgery 
to like change his face um and his um plastic surgeon's name is einstein um now this guy that plays dr herman einstein is the same guy that played the lieutenant detective in the film Caspa, which is a very good film i would say you should watch it and i'll probably do an episode on it in the future definitely not during halloween week because it is one of the furthest things you can get from a halloween movie taking place in like morocco and stuff um in like the summer so definitely not halloween but i'll definitely talk about it in the future um but we have the plastic surgeon and jonathan brewster show up um and this time they also bring an extra dead body with them um and while they are in the house of the brewsters they go down to the basement and they're like because they break in when nobody's like there well everybody's like asleep because well no not everybody's asleep um i think mortimer's gone out and the ants are getting ready for the funeral yeah they're getting ready to hold a yellow fever funeral and mr teddy he is in his room doing um international peace meetings um so the downstairs lights are off but Mr. Jonathan Brewster breaks in with his black sturgeon with their latest victim and they go down to the basement and are like, wait, what? There's already a hole here that's the perfect size for a body? What luck? So they take their newest victim and put him into the thingy thing. Yeah, into the into the dug grave. Um, but when everybody comes out and is like what why is there this guy in this house um and none of them recognize um mr jonathan because he does not look like how he used to because all of the plastic surgery and they sort of like conflate him with um frankenstein which is hilarious um but since jonathan found like the bodies he's like bro I know your secret, so you can't turn us in. Um, also, this is just, like, sort of hilarious that this whole family is just, like, sort of filled with murderers. Um, but Mr. Einstein, he is conversing with Teddy. Um, and he's just, like, going along with Teddy, like, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, which I just found to be really sweet. Like, honestly, plastic surgeon guy, Mr. Einstein, one of the best characters in this film. Um, same with Teddy. Teddy's very fun. Um, but we have now the, um, bodies going down into the basement, but now we have two bodies in the basement, um, and not enough graves. So the ants are like, oh my God, we need like, we need more graves teddy can you go dig us more graves for the panama canal because we have more yellow fever victims so he goes down and starts doing that and at this very moment when everybody's in the house during all this chaos elaine thinks to herself hmm this is the perfect time for me to go over to the brewster household because also it's been like over an hour and she's done packing for the honeymoon but Mortimer's not ready, and Mortimer's also acting weird, and he's, like, kicking her out of the house. Um, 
but you know Elaine's getting like sort of ticked off but the police fail to also the police also show up and Mortimer is like bro there's somebody in this house that shouldn't really be here but the police are just sort of like um no not really um and like the ants are also in their funeral garb so they're like wearing all black and like wearing black veils which is like slay so hilarious um and then the who is it yeah Mortimer gets tied to a chair um by Jonathan while um everybody is being held in another room and Jonathan's like hmm you have a pretty face I'm gonna take your face and kill you um so you know but the police come in at this time and they see like Mortimer in the chair all tied up and they're like hmm that's a weird thing anyways how are you doing um you know um Elaine shows up and she's like freaking out about it because you know why wouldn't you be freaking out about like all of this shit going down um and the ants they they go down to the basement because they have to you know do their funeral processions um but they find Mr um the earlier Mr's body wasn't there um what was his name I can't remember it uh let's see Mr Huskins yeah they saw that Mr Huskins body wasn't in the grave and they're like who is this imposter in here um you aren't supposed to be in our cellar he's mistaken um like (laughs) very there are a lot of gems in this film um and Jonathan and the ants sort of start bickering about who's killed more people because Einstein brings up like hey how many people have your ants killed and they're like um 12 and then Johnny's like what I've only killed like 11 but then Johnny's like no it'll be up up a few now but then the ants are like "Mm, we might be better killers than you and Johnny gets very ticked off at this fact I mean, letting himself be outdone by his two, um, two ditzy ants, which is great. Um, the, uh, also, now Mortimer is trying to get Teddy to go to a mental hospital because he's like, Teddy is sort of one of the enablers of the situation since he is being used to, um, dig the graves and stuff. (laughs) So they're like, Mortimer's like, we have to get him out of here. Um, so he, Mortimer tells Elaine also that they have to break up because Mortimer finds out from his aunts that the Brewsters have like a hereditary disease that makes them like crazy. Um, and that's why his aunts are crazy and why Teddy's crazy and why Johnny is crazy as well. So he's like, sorry, Elaine, but it's for your own good. Um, oops. Um, so now we have, like, oh yeah, also, Mortimer says, insanity runs in my family. It practically gallops. Um, like, you go, girl. 
you go girl, you gallop girl. Um, so, um, Einstein's also like an alcoholic. So he, um, is trying to drink everything in the house. So he comes across the elderberry wine and he tries to de- tries to dip into it. Um, doesn't really, but he fails to. Um, but you know, so now we have big chaotic fight scene, very fun fight scene. Cause we have like Mortimer just sort of resigning and giving up and just going to the stairs and start smoking while, um, Johnny, the police guys that finally show up and realize, Hmm, something's a bit strange. Um, they finally show up and they just get into a big chaotic fight, which is very fun. I think they speed it up a little, which is very cute. Very loony. Um, and at this point, Elaine, who came to the house, left, was kicked out and then came back to the house and then was kicked out again. She comes back to the house and she sort of hears a ruckus going on. So she decides, um, hmm, it's a bit weird in there. I'm going to enter through the cellar. So she goes down through the cellar, through the outdoor um, entrance into the cellar. And then she yelps when she finds the dead bodies that are still just out out in the open because two of them weren't able to be buried. Um, and then the fighting stops. Um, like, she was definitely in for a shock for that. Um, and then she comes up the stairs and then Mr. Mortimer's like, oh my god, are you okay? What happened? Um, so the police are finally like, wait, what? Why did you scream? And Elaine's like, there are dead bodies down there. And the police are like, really? That's weird. Um, so what Mortimer is able to do is sort of like pin all of the dead bodies onto Jonathan, um, even though they weren't his kills, but he's able to pin it onto Jonathan. Um, so he eventually gets arrested because they were like also looking for a wanted man and he fits their description exactly. And then they also start describing his accomplice and they describe Mr. Einstein perfectly, which is another just great bit because Einstein's just standing next to the police officers listening to this, his eyes getting wider by the second. And then they're just like, hmm, doesn't seem like anybody here matches that description. And then Einstein just walks off after signing the papers to get... um, Teddy and the ants into the into the um, assisted asylum living place, um, and doesn't and Mr. Einstein doesn't get arrested. Einstein, best character, live your best life, gal. Um, but also, so Abby and Martha were like sort of sad because they didn't want to send Teddy to the they didn't want to commit him to a mental hospital. Because they were like, it's going to be so boring without him. We're going to be so lonely. But then Mortimer is like, well, you can, what if you guys go with him? And then they're like, oh my God, party at the asylum. So that's how all three of them go. But then at the same time, they're like, well, Mortimer, you're not really a Brewster because your mother wasn't, um, your mother 
wasn't a Brewster, nor was your father, because your mother was just a cook here at the house, but we took you in after she died. So it turns out Mortimer wasn't a Brewster this whole time. Um, well, he was because he was adopted by them and raised by them, but he didn't have the same genetic hereditary um, disease as them that made them crazy. So he is like, oh my God, really? Then he goes to Elaine, makes out with her and is like, let's go to Niagara, baby. Um, the end. Everyone gets a happy ending. Um, yeah, this is a fun movie. Very cute. Um, has a lot going on in it, but it's, it's the style of the film. Um, it's like lots of chaos, everything going everywhere all at once. Um, yeah, very fun. Not like boring at any point. I don't think, I don't think it drags anywhere. Um, the actors and actresses in it are all very good, all very talented. Um, and yeah, I would recommend watching Arsenic and Old Lace from 1944 because it's a good movie, but it's also almost two hours long at 118 minutes. So you might have to find some time for that. I know one hour, one hour, one hour and 58 minutes. That's like nothing compared to film times these days, but that's what I like. I like short films. So this is long for me. I like films that are like an hour and 15 minutes tops. So this film definitely on the longer side for me, but definitely worth it watching especially for a Halloween movie. It's also not spooky. Well, it is spooky, but it's not like jump scare, um, shake your pants kind of spooky. Um, it's just good fun. It's like Casper the Friendly Ghost. Um, and yeah, Arsenic Old Lace, fun film, aged like fine elderberry wine with a little twinge of arsenic. Um, and yeah, I... Hope you enjoyed this episode and um, stay tuned for the rest of this week's Halloween specials. I will be releasing, um, I think, three more Halloween specials, seeing as there's the rest of this week, Wednesday, Friday, and then Monday is Halloween. So, yeah. And I will wind to y'all next time.